How are you, Justin? I'm good, man. You know, have I ever asked you, before CSUN, did you go to junior college at all? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. Yeah. So I went, yeah, I went to the local uh, junior college, and I was going to ask was if there you a reason, done any... or you didn't know that where you wanted to go? So I was trying or... to save money. Yeah, I, that, and I was, I, I went there to study uh, business. I spent $120 on a law book, and I looked at it, and I thought, what the hell am I doing with my life? And so I changed pathways. That's a blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was, <laughs> uh, I got into music there. I started to experiment, and it, because it was junior college, um, because I had changed majors, now I was footing the bill. So I thought, hey, it might as well, since I'm paying for this, I might as well enjoy it and, and learn things that I want to do. And so one of the, the I guess, the extra courses that I took that wasn't really, f- didn't fit in line with like a, a major or a minor, it was photography. It was a fun thing for me to do. Yeah. But unfortunately, I shared a camera with somebody and her and I were just, we unfortunately, we procrastinated, and we would get to the end when the project would be due, and we realized that her photos were on, weren't even, like, ready on the, on the roll. I hadn't even been, and I have to wait till she's done shooting until I can even shoot. So it was just kind of like this big mess where I felt bad for the teacher, because he was a good teacher, and he, it was one of the last classes where they explained to us how to take physical film in a dark room yeah. and take yeah. it out off of the roll and then, you know, put it in the chemicals and, and develop it and everything. It was a really cool class, but I just didn't take it seriously. Never forget that smell, the fixer smell. Yeah, it's very distinct. And it, it, just now, look, they don't have that op- that option, uh, you know, for students now. And it was one of those things where I wish I had I had taken it more seriously, but I just wasn't, I wasn't focused. And not only did I miss the final exam, but all throughout, like I was mentioning with the projects, man, he would give us these simple projects, like just take a black and white photo. It's got to have high contrast. You know, it's got to have some dark, uh, whatever it is, even if it's the this subject in the foreground, something, some high contrast. And I wouldn't even take that stuff seriously. I mean, all he was looking for was just like a, like a decent shot. And I turned in my final uh, or one of the other projects and, and it's a big eight by ten. I got it back, and he said, "You know, you got zero out of 10. Um, And you know what he wrote on the back of it? What? Indecent exposure. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. This is one of the ones that I got early, where I, you start talking about cameras and stuff. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what's funny Got is it. I took an intro. So I felt a lot of pressure. Like I remember one time in eighth grade, I was at dinner with my uncle, uh, and my uncle's like very, very accomplished. Like he's a senior vice president at Raytheon slash Hughes Aircraft and all that stuff. And I remember him asking me, like, "Oh, what are you? Uh, where are you going to go to college and all that stuff?" And I think I vi- I, I vividly remember this dinner. Uh, I don't remember where we were. I guess it's not that vivid, but I remember this conversation. Like this is like one of those moments where I had been questioning whether or not I wanted to go to college. Strike that. It wasn't eighth grade. This must have been 11th grade or, or something. You know what I mean? Where I'm starting to think about applying uh-huh, to right. colleges. And think things. about it. It's on the mind. And I had, I had been doing theater so much that I was like, I'm just going to do theater. I think that's going to be like what I do. Um, 
And so my answer to that was not something I had ever spoken about with my parents, which is, I don't think I'm going to go to college. And I think it was probably embarrassing for my dad in that, like, uh, that, you know, my dad went, I'm pretty sure he went to like UCLA extension, like to do business school or something, but went to, you know, Uh got a, got a degree in business management and all that stuff. And, uh, my uncle was a USC grad and all this stuff and like very embarrassing from a, uh, uh, his brother, you know, sitting at dinner with his brother and hearing his son say, I don't think I want to go to college. And it was not an okay conversation. It was not right. an okay thing to say. So I felt all this pressure and I was very, very blessed. I have no student loans. I never had student loans. My mom paid my way, but also CSUN was like 2,400 a semester or something at the time, you know, uh, and I remember oh, yeah. showing it was very up affordable. to buy my books. I, I remember showing up not knowing I had to buy books and then going and <laughs> buying books and like, what the fuck is this racket? Like, it was like insane how expensive it was. And I called my dad. I was like, what is this? And uh, I, I just had no idea. So I was very like sheltered in some ways, pampered in others. I commuted to school, which I, I if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have. I would have tried to live in the dorms and be more involved because I very much just, it was very much a commuter school for me. I showed up yep. for class yeah. and I left. I didn't hang out with my classmates or anything like that. Um, and uh, the fact that Robert Leidinger is one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, you know, you are too. And we all went to see some together, but you and I didn't keep in contact after that. Right, right. Um, and me and Robert did, and he was like really the only friend I made in college, him and Brandon, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, thinking about it now, why didn't I just go to SMC or something? And for all of my undergrads, undergrad stuff, you know, like right, right. general ed stuff, like why would I pay CSUN prices for those classes? That just seems like I think you went the better route. Um, but I, I didn't. As uh, all going back to, I very much took my intro to photography class insanely seriously. However, I did not take college prep or college uh, general ed stuff very seriously. I hardly showed up to my like Spanish lit class. I hardly, you know what I mean? Like I did the, uh, my, uh, my religious studies classes, all of those things. Like if it had nothing to do with film, I didn't want anything to do with it. And, I guess I feel as a 36 year old now, the guilt of spending $2,400 a semester on some classes I barely showed up to (laughs) or uh, cared about versus like, yeah, why wouldn't I just go pay $11 a unit at the time at SMC and go knock those things out. But then also like that felt like we used to joke that SMC was 13th grade. I think I would have felt like a failure. I already had that embarrassment at that dinner with my uncle where I was like, so you know what I mean? Like I just, but then I didn't know that I had to buy books. Like I, I just did uh, that. That was not, I, I just had no life skills. I just was dumb. Um, so indecent exposure before we get to that, um, we have already talked about this song, but I wanted to play it here. I came across it. I found a new website uh, where I am. It's like who sampled that. And mostly because I was trying to figure out the quote at the beginning of this song, there is an intro quote uh, that, we're still trying to find out. I don't think we've solved for this yep. episode. But in doing that, I found this website, Who Sampled, which Jimmy Eat World has a few entries, and I came across this that I'll play and watch together. Uh, Lil Lotus released At the Top of Your Lungs, and check out this sample. We've already talked about this song, which is why I'm covering it here. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, that's I liked it. When you showed great. me that Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. And then you said that it was like old. Like this is not a new upload or anything. We just missed it. Yeah, we did. Um yeah, overlooked. This, this was uploaded June 24th, 2017. And uh yeah. Is he in Vegas? Is that the it looked like it looked like downtown LA uh to me, but Oh, okay. There's this shot of him on this bridge, and behind him is this green Yeah outline of a building that looks like the like uh i think it's the plaza i I think it's called the plaza at the head of um fremont street in vegas uh but i don't see a lot of other vegas stuff i would see if i were looking at the plaza from this angle so is that the tropicana uh no tropicana doesn't have uh tropicana has multiple towers so and if we were looking at tropicana from this angle we would see mgm and new york new york and Excalibur near it. Yeah. It's probably not Vegas. Like, but yeah, it kind of looks like something going on. Anyway, very cool. I thought it was very good. Uh, SoundCloud rap yeah. type, uh, emo rap, uh, uh, adjacent thing. Uh, Mark Deans says, here's the 23 video. Any questions? Just let me know. Uh, Sherry, uh, Van Hugenston, uh, as always, thanks for being part of the crew. And uh, 15 people reacted to it with a little different likes and loves and cares. Uh, I sent a care. Uh, this is so awesome. This is great, mate. I was singing along the whole time. I'll share this with my girl and let you know if she has any questions. Again, well done. Cheers. I just started playing Ook, Uke, uh over the summer. Definitely saving this for when I'm ready. Dope. Well, now I'm going to give this a shot. Seems like a super fun challenge. Anyway, everybody really liked what Mark Deans did. Take a listen. He's really rocking this ukulele. Pass the boy, David. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. Even doing the uh, the little walk-ups. Yeah, man. Like he played all of it. 
Anyway, I wanted to touch on that. I thought that was super sick. Next was that the Jimmy Eat Wiki is being set up by yeah. Linux. Um, and I don't know a ton about wikis. My guess is that it is uh, uh, going to be a place that links all the stuff Charlie Day style that we sort of try to link on the pod and then likely forget and don't bring up later. Um, right? Like, so yeah. like... Uh, uh, if and it's going to be yeah, it's going to so be isolated to Jimmy Eat World, where the the links yeah. are all internal. It's not going to link out to Wikipedia and can come back. Just like you said, it's going to be uh, it's going to be data. Probably have things for the podcast in its own section. There's going to be things for the you know chronologically where the where these albums fit in and all the people involved. Yeah. Larry Elia is going to have his. Steve Naughton's going to have his own. Um, I'll be excited to read it is uh, chances. Hopefully a lot of the research that we've done on past episodes will help yeah. uh, fill it in. And then I will likely have forgotten all of those things. So I'll be like, Oh look, I didn't even realize these yeah. things were connected. <laughs> and I talked about it. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, it's very exciting to see that that's uh, getting set up and up and running. And and you created a dope logo for it that we all kind of collaborated on um, using the original Jimmy Eat world demo tape logo. Uh, and uh, tying that in with the uh, Wikipedia. The Wikipedia, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Finally, last bit of housekeeping, because this was way too cool, was Linux uh, has been posting to Reddit comments and, and artwork and his collection along with each episode of the podcast, and he did damage recently. And on the damage episode, one of the last things we talked about, because I listened to the whole episode because of his comment, uh, made me go back and listen to the episode. I listened to the whole episode. Way at the end, we mentioned, oh, this kind of sounds like Melt With You by Modern English. And he was like, I really need to hear that. And what's funny is we didn't do a Rave DJ mashup of it. And I was like, I can't believe we didn't do Rave DJ by the time we were doing the Damage episode. But I don't know. We didn't even mention it on that episode. So here it is. He yeah. had requested <laughs> specifically the quarantine version of damage for the uh, the lead singer's new or not new his his modern day vocals and goddamn if it isn't a jam so uh i'm gonna send this to you here and then we can listen to a little bit of that and then i did the og version just for good measure and it's just as good um so we can listen to the quarantine version and then we can listen to the og version a little bit okay so here is i damage with you this is the quarantine version What's funny is all the band members look like they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. 
so good. Oh man, that yeah, that fits so well. Yeah, I forget how good that chorus is. That song is such a jam. Mm-hmm. Wow, damage is so good. <laughs> um, all right, let's hear OG version a little bit, and then we can get into indecent exposure. Bass coming in, man. There's something about the the mixing and mastering of a let's say a song from the 80s and then when it cuts yeah. into that full the full bass and drum of the modern uh yeah. recording it just sounds like they've taken it and and you know, like smashed down into like that telephone sound and then opened it up right when the chorus hits it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good <laughs> Yeah that's funny Oh boy so indecent exposure from the album one, two, three, four, track two of four. It's an EP. This is produced by Steve Naughton, I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I have. Because I don't have, he's not written on the liner notes anywhere. So I reached out. This is the same time I reached out to Jeremy Yoakum. Um, and he confirmed that there was no producer on it. But this is where I asked, was Steve Naughton the guy that recorded one, two, three, four? Based on this thing that was said, uh, I think Zach had said that. So, uh, oh, this is from the old Jimmy Eat World About Us history page that we did on the uh, semi-unwritten history of Jimmy Eat World Part 1 mm-hmm. um, from that blurb on the website. With that, we convinced a guy to record a 7-inch us for cheap. That was Jason Borman. We recorded that, put it out on Wooden Blue Records, a, a label... Uh, headed by two high school friends, Jeremy Yoakum and Joel Lebo. While recording that 7-inch, we convinced the engineer to record us for a full-length CD, so we did that and released it on Wooden Blue in December of 94. It sold about 2,000 copies altogether and is now out of print. So, again, I was wrong. It was not Jason Borman. So we can, we recorded that, put it out on Wooden Blue Records, that original 7-inch. That 7-inch is 1234, recorded by Steve Naughton, the engineer that recorded that they, he, they convinced to record their self-titled release so again jason borman did the demo steve naughton recorded one two three four and produced with jimmy world the full length right jimmy world self-titled in december of 94 94 was a very busy year for the band we don't have a release date other than one two three four was released sometime in mid 94 because it was sometime between that demo that was recorded in january and the release of the self-titled. Uh, and what I got from Jeremy Yoakum when I reached out was uh, Steve Naughton's place was called the Groove Factory, I believe. So we can only assume that 1234 was probably recorded at the Groove Factory. I'm pretty sure that's where we recorded it. Your timeline seems fair when I asked about mid-94 release. 
uh, I don't recall the exact dates. I was also in Flagstaff in 94, so I wasn't as hands-on on the daily. I was the guy paying to have the band recorded from a guy that had some recording equipment. But August 94 is when Jim moved in with me in Flag. It seems like a lifetime ago. Um, so, so cool that we could get that sort of level of intimate oh, yeah. knowledge and timeline right. from them. Uh, singer, again, Tom, probably? Um, Mitch on bass, Wooden Blue Records, and uh, that there's no demo that I knew of the song. Uh, well, there are. This is a definite. Uh, this is a trading trade-off song. So, it, uh, verse one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they switch. So I must have left that. Yeah, and I I didn't even catch that until the third or fourth time that I had listened to it. Uh, yeah. That I caught that when they come back after the first verse, um, I, th- I thought that doesn't sound exactly like Tom. And then upon closer listening, yeah, it it is. You can tell that's Jim's early voice in there. Right. So that's it. And the first thing we have to talk about is this movie quote, we think, maybe, at the yes. beginning. Yeah. Um, I asked Jeremy. Jeremy says, I asked Jim. He has no idea where this is from. Probably something Tom found. So from Jim Atkins himself via Jeremy Yoakum, we don't know where this yeah. quote is from. Uh, so somebody and- that knows Tom intimately, ask him, please. And he'll say, what? Right. And I, you know what? We uh, <laughs> I, you know, as of this morning, I posted in the obscure media subreddit because there's so many, there's so many that just media based subreddits out there. I thought, well, this has got to be the one where people are just coming across weird things. And so we did have a couple of people that participated in or at least commented on ours now before we play it. And and they just said that they first thought it was a Jimmy Durant and that was because you, I mean, I've fallen into this trap. You've fallen into this trap. It's the St. Lyrics uh, mislabeled Jimmy Eat World as uh, Jimmy Durante. And Correct. And then if you think about it, Durante is going to be at the end of the D's after Jimmy. And yeah. Eat is going to be at the beginning of the right. E's. So it's very possible somebody clicked the wrong thing. Right. Right. And uh, and so this one individual got got off on the wrong foot there. And someone else said, having listened to the clip, it sounds nothing like uh, Durante. The one clue is that in delivery, it sounds like something from a Tennessee Williams play, only that we'd have found it by now if that was the source. Um, so let me go ahead and play. I, I isolated that clip uh, just so we can let our listeners hear what we're talking about if they don't know. So this is the first 10 yeah. seconds of indecent exposure here. I was really hoping. And it sounds like there's camera shutters yeah, going on. Yeah, either so that like, or somebody typing very slowly. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, on a, on a typewriter. But yeah, you're right. There's uh, it sound, To me, it sounds like a film. It doesn't sound like it's a, a live recording. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Again, uh, you know, we, we didn't conduct this too late. We did. A, I think we exhausted our research online. There's got to be somebody who knows. I Hopefully Tom can remember. <laughs> but... Yeah. I, I doubt it. Or Steve Naughton, maybe. Maybe yeah. Steve Naughton knew about it. Right. Uh, so we will, just like we got to back to a bunch of 23 stuff at the beginning, and damage stuff at the beginning yeah. of this episode. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure this out and solve yeah, this. That's what that's later. what housekeeping and, is hey, for. Hey, maybe it's on Jimmy E. Wiki now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. By the time somebody's listening to this, it might be there. Um, okay, so uh, this song 
is about Tom getting a ticket, maybe urinating in public <laughs> is maybe what people are thinking. Uh, yeah. So I think my favorite comment on song meanings was from I Love Jim on May 11th, 2002. This is about Tom taking a piss in public and getting in trouble for it. Wee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I th- I would agree. That's the one I wrote down. Yeah, yep. <laughs> good old I love Jim. And uh, I did have. Uh, do you want to go through the lyrics real quick? I did have a couple of notes that Please, I wanted to yeah. cover. Okay, well, yeah, and, and so y- y- we had mentioned this, and I'll, I'll follow it up real quick. That uh, Petrov over on chorus had some question about this song, and I couldn't remember what it was. He very specifically had written to me months ago. Hey, do you know what the final lyrics are for Indecent Exposure? Because everywhere I look just has question marks. So knowing you, I'm very, you you probably went through and tried to correct what was online. So let's listen together and see if we can't figure out. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple spots. There's a lot of lyrics here, but there's a couple spots that I couldn't, uh, the question marks I just couldn't fix with something. I listened to it seven or eight times, couldn't figure it out. So it starts with Tom saying, you've seen mine, I've seen yours, I've got no toilet, but I cannot go outside. So right away, we see where this is heading. It sounds like someone has got to uh, find a tree to uh, relieve themselves on. Yeah. And if it's anything like the the vibe that we're getting from uh, our previous one, uh, from House Arrest and Grounded, is like these these kids aren't aren't necessarily delinquents, but they're uh, they're getting into trouble. So I think that they may have been partying, and that's why uh, somebody's got to go uh, party on Tom. number one outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Jim comes in for this, uh, you know, I'm going to just go with what I have labeled here. This is going to be verse two of six. And it's going to be, turn your fingers right off, cross your heart now, spin and fall. Uh, haven't you got any passion at all? Passion at all? Passion at all? I, I don't get necessarily what the turn your fingers off thing is other than they're pointing and making fun of somebody that's relieving themselves. Uh, and then maybe cross your heart now, spin and fall, dude. Just come on, give me, give me a break here. Don't you have any passion? Leave me alone. Uh, you know this is part of the bro code. I, if I go, don't sit here and poke fun at me. You might have to go too. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's what I think yeah. is that there's a uh, poking fun and laughing going on at this point, uh, just because someone is, uh, you know, has to feels the call of nature here. Tom comes in with verse three. We're the same human rain. Here's the guide to get you through this town. Human rain. Uh, everybody pees. And I, I, I think what Tom is trying to say is turn this thing around. This, this person who is uh, ridiculing them. Look, this is, uh, this is a rite of passage. You've got to pee on a tree sooner or later, dude. Yeah, man. You know, every, everyone's got to try this. And, you know, talking about the whole indecent exposure thing, um, it does kind of weird me out that you could get picked up for or at least slapped with indecent exposure for relieving yourself in public sure you yeah. know for something that simple like you got to go you don't want to go in your pants but you know what now that police officer saw you i don't know just how close you can get to that and then also if it goes as far as by you know getting that uh getting slapped with that i don't know if that's a misdemeanor or a felony or what but you also get the association of uh you know you can't be within 100 yards of a school anymore some things like that so it kind of <laughs> freaks me out for someone just trying to relieve themselves so uh so yeah here's the guide to get you through this town i think he's just saying that you know this is a rite of passage you got to do this in order to fit in uh and then jim with verse 4 coming in here uh even more obscure can't see the mustard anymore lying on your back down on the floor sentiment of old is gone away 
something is here to stay. Do you have that queued up? Uh, no, but this is in the middle. No. I'm sure I can find it. <laughs> you want me to find uh, it? Yeah, uh, we can give it a shot. Let's see if we can All right, jog our memories see. here. Okay. Disciples of dirtiness. Now, real quick, I, I didn't mention that. It's If anyone wants to know, it's ha, caught you in the act, you disciples of dirtiness. Officers, arrest these naked people now. Yeah. So that's that's the opening line there, whatever that clip is. I'm going to guess this is going to be about, uh, let's go with one minute, all right? Yeah. It's right here. Jumping something? Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe Scene Zone is here to stay. I hear a J also. <laughs> so here's the other thing: is can't see the mustard anymore. The way that we think maybe Jim is singing it. What does that remind you? Does that remind you of anything? Uh, two things, in fact. Uh, one is cut, yeah. cutting the mustard. And oh, okay. the yeah. other one is Colonel Mustard. So not the lyric itself, but the way he's singing it. You want to go back and listen to that and see if it makes you think of anything? I mean, that's how he sang it, yeah. Ugh, no. Okay, I'm going to play this and watch together. It doesn't sound like at the beginning, but wait till the vocals kick in. Okay. You'll know what it is right away. The way <laughs> the vocals are sung here yeah. sounds like how those vocals are being delivered. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I hear. I that, hear like a little bit of, of like vi- like violent fems too. You know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's see. Police truck. Sentiment of old has gone away. Jello. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Joe, be us here to say. <laughs> of all the, of all the condiments, right? Can't see the mustard anymore. Uh, my mind goes right to cutting the mustard, like this. Uh, but really, th- that one has me stumped. Yeah. Um. And yeah. and Jim hearing him say saying like that, I can't see the mustard anymore. Oh, you B fifty twos too. Lying on your yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't see oh. the mustard anymore. Caught you in the act, you disciples of dirtiness. Woo! <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then I have what I have marked down as the chorus. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this is all over the place. Because, like, I was like, all right, verse intro. There's the intro with the quote, and then verse one. And then is turn your fingers right off? Is that pre-chorus one? And then, like, is we're the same human rain the first chorus, but then there's another chorus and they kind of return to that later and never go back to the other chorus. And then, yeah, I didn't know what to do, but yeah, this definitely feels like a chorus. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. This one felt more like the chorus because it's repeated down toward the end, but my right to take a pee. It's not the way it used to be. See mine, see yours. Um, when did, yeah. uh, when did things change? We've seen each other's junk before. I'm assuming that's where he's getting at. This is my right to take yeah, a pee. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to the whole title of indecent exposure, someone's looking at something 
uh, whether or not they should be. Uh, and then the second half of the course is, yeah. what's wrong? It's not the way it used to be. Dude, grow up. It's not like we are five years old anymore. It's it's We're adults yeah. now peeing on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so and then I stopped trying to annotate these with like verse or choruses because it just seemed all over the place. Yeah. So, so verse, yeah, verse like 75. Verse yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom comes back <laughs> with this. What's my punishment going to be decapitation of my trick, which I imagine uh, <clears throat> is the chopping of the uh, his member. Right. Uh, now, Yes. I guess so, because I made my annotation. I thought he said dream, maybe. Oh. Decapitation of my dream. Okay. But I guess that makes sense. Like, yeah, he's he's th- singing about peeing and indecent and exposure. So, yeah. Or maybe it's his prick. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make Let's more sense. Let's take a listen. Okay. Trick, it's always the same. Okay, we'll try it again. I heard trick, but... Going to be decapitation of my trick. Yeah, it's pretty clearly a T in there. Decapitation yeah. of my trick. Yeah, I thought he was saying dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same. It's always the same. This guy never grows up. I think he's just kind of putting his hands up, or I guess hand up, depending yeah. on what, what, what he's holding. But, uh, it's always the same. It's always the same with this guy. This this jokester never never gives me uh never gives me a you know an inch here. Yeah. And uh the the final, thank goodness, the final verse is Jim. Uh, sure don't have any room today. Yeah, a time about a week ago. Uh, room to be. I- <laughs> yeah, time about a week ago. Rock Lobster. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a time about a week ago. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's pretty obscure. Let's look at that one again. Sure don't have any room today. Yeah, a time about a week ago. I've got room. No room to be a gentleman. You can't be. You can't turn yourself and. Uh, uh, what was the other word that we use instead of play when you go out to play? Oh, you promenade. <laughs> Can't be a gentleman. Must you promenade around me as I relieve yeah. myself? Uh, and was he pissing outside a week ago? Yeah, at a time about a week ago. Either he or this other person, weren't you here last week doing the same thing? Um, all your pictures in righteousness. Tell me, does the one, then I don't know what it says, stop now. Yeah. So let's listen to that yeah. and see if we could decipher it. Okay. It's be very close after this. Who knows? Tell me, does the one don't want to stab? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who knows? And Jim isn't going to remember. But damn, does he really pull all the stops on that last one, huh? Yeah. I sure don't have any room today. Shit. Yeah. Man. This sounds like a mixture between Dead Kennedys and Alkaline Trio. Oh, yeah. Early Alkaline. Yeah. 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 yeah so uh, you paint yourself to be a righteous dude. What happened, man? These, these people that while they're while they're urinating outside are having such an eloquent conversation back and forth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, will you just give me a break? Turn around. Tom, please turn around. <laughs> dude. Yeah. And then Tom at the end uh, repeats that chorus of my right to take a pee. It's not the way it used yeah. to be. <laughs> and he probably thought he was chuckling to himself. Oh, that rhymes. This is great, guys. Yeah, guys, wait. <laughs> wait till you hear this yes. one. So there you have it. Oh, that's man. that's um, all of those, uh, the verbose lyrics there. 
of indecent so, yeah, exposure. I, I didn't find any ASCAP info on this one, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I did find a cool list, though. So I oh. found a, a list of band name etymologies, which is pretty cool. And it, it came from me searching indecent exposure and Jimmy Eat World. But check this out. Uh, under 311. And I, I'd be intrigued to know if... Uh, to, to know if Eric knows this uh, this tidbit of information. 311 is an Omaha, Nebraska police code for indecent exposure. One rainy day, 311 okay. bassist Peanut and some friends went skinny dipping in a public pool. They were apprehended by police. One of Peanut's friends, Jim Watson, was arrested, cuffed naked, mind you, and taken home to his parents. He was issued a citation for a code 311 indecent exposure. The band found the incident amusing, so they based their name on it. That's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there you go. So if, if uh, either Jim or Tom were caught, I mean, I don't know if the, the code would be the same for Arizona. 311 is one of those bands that I always enjoy when I put on, but I never reach for. I never listen to on purpose. They're a, they're a solid band, and they've been around longer than Jimmy World has. If not, maybe just about the same time. I think their early stuff was, the I want to say the late 80s, if not very, very early 90s. Yeah. And they're still going strong. And... That Nick Hexum, man, you know. God, how has anybody looked that good? I don't know. I don't know. I think he just Who eats, looks like that? He just eats up. Uh, damn it, Nick. <laughs> Nicholas Hexum, stop it. Lean chicken and water. That's all it's on his uh, his yeah. diet, man. I got to get on that diet. All right, before this podcast is done, I'm going to weigh <laughs> under 200 pounds. <laughs> I had to go down to Jimmy Eat Worlds just to see what they had for their etymology. Yeah. And uh, I know that there is... Even in the Discord recently, this came up. Uh, Jimmy Eat World's entry here. Jimmy, in quotes, is guitarist Tom Linton's younger brother who had a weight problem. Lead vocalist Jim Adkins' younger brother drew a picture on Jimmy's door of him putting a globe in his mouth and wrote on it, Jimmy Eat World. It eventually inspired the band's name. Now, the 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 unofficial scholar of band history for Jimmy Eat World is Zach. So I, I would almost take what he has to say over... like. Somebody in the pre-future show, the Facebook meetup, they were saying that this is this is all baloney. That the whole you know Jim eating the world is is they did it afterward. It was an afterthought. But what remember what Zach said on Twitter? He goes like, "We were just we had to come up with the name. We were all sitting around, uh, you know, right. at a counter, and we just came up with Jimmy Eat World." So I don't know who to believe. I'm leaning well, towards th- Zach. So the reason that they came up with it, though, remember, is that he had seen their band that they changed names of all the time perform as Jimmy Eat World once. So he was just like, let's go with that one. So it is still possible that that name was was thought up for that reason. And, and that was, and all those names were, name. were Tom's idea. All of the uh, the cool names that we went through in the history were all Tom's, right? Right. So who knows, man? Yeah, who knows? So anyway, I had to go back down to there. All right, so that's what I came across, a list of etymologies. So 311, if you're in Nebraska, uh, that's indecent exposure for you over there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Um, I saw that this song was uploaded to the Wooden Blue Records MySpace page June 20th, 2008. And from between then and when all the music went dead, it was played 355 times. Mm. What a random song to put up on there. In 2008, people were probably stoked. Yeah, I'm going to paste, uh, you know, because a lot of stuff happened with Wood and Blue. I know it, don't, it only lasted a couple of years, you can see. But um, looking at the, let me just paste this to you first, send that. Looking at the list, uh, right underneath Jimmy World was uh, Carriers. And then right above them was 
uh, Haskell and Temper Tantrum. Now, I'm assuming because the catalog number has them as the Haskell and Temper Tantrum is three, Jimmy Eat Worlds is four, and then Carrier is six. They were all recorded right around the same time. And see the image that I had sent you? Uh, this is an image of Haskell, one of three that exists. And you can see that one of the, the people that's not the individual that's in the band. I'm, I imagine that this guy with this hat backwards is, is one of the singers in the band. But on the left, you oh, can yeah. see that uh -huh. guy's got a carrier shirt on. Yeah. Right? And uh, just, I mean, they all just, I imagine they are, everyone's just in this big melting pot of new music. And, you know, maybe they were days apart in the recording. I don't know how uh, Jeremy um, and Joel were, you know, kind of doing this and, and coordinating this. But all these bands were just promoting each other. And, and uh, you know, it was such a, such a helpful, conducive music environment there. Right. Um, yeah. Right in 1994 for uh, for Wooden Blue Records there. And so I had this to say about and I don't know if there's any stats on this like there is on uh, small businesses, like 90 percent of small businesses fail within the first year. Right. Uh, but these other two bands, right. uh, you know, Rick being in Carrier at the time, Haskell were an early to mid 90s punk band hailing from Arizona who released a split seven inch with Temper Tantrum on Wooden Blue Records and were featured on Back from the Dead, Motherfucker, which you and I had gone through a list of those tracks before compilation CD. Members were Ed, Jay, Dave, and Dave. But same time, just didn't... Ed Linton? No, it just says Ed. Oh. Yeah, it didn't sound... I don't think so. And then on the other side of this, however, you know, there's Temper Tantrum. We're a short-lived emo band from Arizona. So on this split seven-inch, you've got a, uh, a punk rock band mixed with an emo band from Arizona. Uh, they released a split with another Arizona band, et cetera, and they were put on that... Uh, that comp uh, active during the mid nineties, the members consisted of Matt, Tim and Jeff. So just another, you know, just a bunch of dudes that could easily be mistaken for any high schooler out there, you know, with these names, Matt, Tim, Jeff, Ed, right. <laughs> Jay, Dave. And, uh, but Jimmy world's the one that ends up sticking out and, uh, and making something of themselves. I tried to see if there was any kind of content. Now people do have, there is on last FM, there are scrabbles for some stuff from, a Haskell, but it, I, I would imagine oh. that it's all people that have these things tagged on their personal devices because I couldn't find anything on YouTube. I couldn't find anything, you know, obscure. So, uh, yeah, very, very low listened, listened, uh, listen counts, but they're there. So someone's listening to Haskell out there. That's tight. Yeah. So I just sent you an image because you sent this carrier shirt. Um, and this is on the inside of the Jimmy Eat World 1994 self-titled record. And I always was like, is that a carrier shirt? But it's, yeah, it says C-A-R-R-E. Yeah. Uh, um, hmm. But what else could that say? Herrera? Uh, that's all I could think of. But you yeah. can't really tell. There's, It's impossible to tell with that uh, the guitar strap in the way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is the shirt folded in a way that I can't see the eye? Right. No, not really. But anyway. Uh, I wanted to compare it to that carrier shirt and be like, oh, if it's the same font and the same design, it might be the one, but it's not. Uh, we digress. Yeah. Oh, man, look at that. The guy's got a collared shirt. It's a carrier polo with a white T-shirt underneath. Take me back to 1998, man. That was me. <laughs> I was I was still rocking that outfit four years later. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Haskell Temper Tantrum. And oh, I got I like this too. So inside the Haskell and Temper Tantrum split, they have uh, all lowercase, 
uh, at the bottom of their little thanks page. Ed, Jay, Dave, and Dave are Haskell, recorded on 5094 by Stu D. Baker. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Stu D. Baker. That sounds like, uh, can you put your name down on who's gonna who's got the insurance policy? Oh, yeah, put me down for Stu D. Baker. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Or like, uh, do you, you, we talked about this on the pod. Uh, My Blue Heaven with uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Steve Martin. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Steve Martin or Rick Moranis is like, oh, we need your social security number so we can get you paid while you're on uh, while you're in the uh, witness protection. And uh, he just starts saying numbers. <laughs> and he's like, that's one too many numbers. He was like, take off the seven. <laughs> so good just making shit up love it (laughs) oh yeah so yeah and i looked at the address there and it's kind of cool so it says um yeah this is this is you can find this on uh, on discog so i'm not doxing anybody but you go look at 1819 west marlette phoenix arizona 85015 it's a multi-family home that looks like any multi-family home uh like a condo kind of a thing that was that would be out in Southern California too, and you just think these guys—that's nice. probably their house at the time, you know, living with yeah. mom and dad—and uh, just a cool thing to think that they put that on there, had their own little album press. Well, it's a se- split seven inch, but still, the fact that they got it that far. So I always like that, and uh, we've looked at Jimmy World's thanks messages, and they're always so cheeky. I like how they—you know—they're inside. They're cheeky, and they're just—they go through and thank everyone that needs to be thanked, and it's just—I don't know—it's very. Uh, that's yeah. very wholesome. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I have one thing. So I was looking for, in looking for that quote, uh, haha, caught you in the act, you disciples of dirtiness, officers arrest these naked people. I did come across in one of the ways that I searched this random song that I actually thought was kind of cool by Roy C called Caught You in the Act. Take a listen. The story is true, and it's about a neighborhood scandal that took place in my hometown, back in Savannah, Georgia. I was just a little boy. Oh, this is great. Isn't it? Ooh. It's so good. So the copyright on the 7-inch here says 1972, but this definitely sounds earlier than that. Yeah. Got a little bit of a Marvin Gaye sound to him. Yeah, man, this is great. Just about that time, Take that baseline for a oh, walk. Yeah. So yeah, I listened to the whole thing, thinking, oh, maybe this record sampled that thing, and it did not. So <laughs> it's still a mystery where that quote is from but you know what and, the uh, internet is on it and i'm i'm confident that uh, somebody's going to come yeah, across yeah we're it. gonna solve this uh mystery for you uh i have nothing in community for this you have anything no not not a darn thing man dang the last thing i did is of course i took the uh it's not as bad as i thought it would be <laughs> please but i did mash up police truck and indecent exposure oh yeah all uh, right so let me s- send this to you uh and what did they call it Police truck world incident in <laughs> police truck world indecent exposure. So not all that great. <laughs> uh, but let's take a all listen. Right, give me some rave DJ. All right. Is that 
Not as bad as I thought it would be, but not great. Okay. But it's all we have. <laughs> all right, here we go. Give it another round. Oh, this part works a little better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> rusted <laughs> oh man oh man and that wasn't uh okay it was bad all right police truck world <laughs> indecent exposure jeez <laughs> i'm glad you did it having heard it um i know i don't want to listen again but i'm glad you did it yeah <laughs> so yeah i guess you know justin what are your final thoughts on indecent exposure by jimmy Eat world uh it's an interesting cut i'm i i wish i didn't spend so much time trying to figure out that intro <laughs> No, you know, no, I'm glad we spent all that time because we're going to solve this mystery. <laughs> oh, man. This is the mystery that's plagued Jimmy World fandom right. for, for decades. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll get down to the bottom of it. And it's, it, the opposite of mystery is this song is clearly about peeing in public. Thank you very much. I love Jim, May 11th, 2002. Um, you know, it's good. I like these early tracks. You can see where they came from to, to know that they uh, made the right choices going forward. Um, I loved hearing Jim saying, can't see the mustard anymore. That was the shining moment of this song for me. I agree. And what about you, David? <laughs> yeah, I loved the jumpy pop punk parts. <laughs> um, and I love that it was like a Dead Kennedy song. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I'll, I'll probably never remember this song um, uh, beyond it having that one part that sounded like the, Dick, the Dead right. Kennedys. Um, right. But uh, I am excited. Like, I am so determined to find that movie quote. So that's what's going to keep me keeping on. Um, and then once that's well, solved, good. it will live on the Jimmy Eat Wiki forever. And I can always <laughs> just refer to that yes. and say, oh, what was that thing? Oh, right, 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 right. And we were responsible for getting that figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, whoever's filling out the Jimmy Eat Wiki entry, please give credit where credit is due. Um, wow. Uh, so... Yeah, man, that that's about it. And uh, now uh, I just hope that uh, while peeing in public and and uh, if you're an officer of the law, uh, please just remember to be excellent to each other. Yes. Shake and party on, dudes.